and another important win for the Bulls. They have won three in a row, none of which were easy. Going back to the Tulsa game where they trailed by 10 points at home in the third quarter. That was the 30 points for Elena Chinecki then. Overtime to beat Temple, needless to say, that was a struggle. And then the team that had won five games in a row, and we told you about the new players that their new head coach, Toyel Wilson, brought in and seeing them in person. Yeah, what a different team SMU is. Their best returning player was Kayla White. She hardly did anything against the Bulls, and if she had not had a good game against the Bulls the last time they played, it would have been, well, about what it was the last time they played, a 25-point Bulls victory. But this team, well different for key transfers, three real big-time contributors, of course, led by Savannah Wilkinson, the Florida State transfer who averages a double-double, and the two guards from Rice, including their point guard, Jasmine Smith, along with Sidney Wiggins. Wiggins was the one that made this a contest when it looked like it wasn't going to be. We'll start off with the first quarter. We said that SMU was a little bit undersized, especially losing, and now afterwards I found out for the season, their 6'5 center, Paige Bayless, the Bulls knew this. And wow, did they get off to a quick start. Against his zone defense, Dulce Fankamangianu from the baseline makes it two to nothing. The Bulls fans who are in large number, a few dozen it looks like. Sydney Harvey, they want to go inside to Dulce Sanderlin on her. What a spin move up and in. That was a sweet move by Dulce. She does not always like to go to her left, but you could not tell it there. Dulce Fankamangianu with two. Quick basket. Pulls up 5-2 after two missed layups, and now up 7-2 as Elena Chinecki drives in and scores the basket. So a fortunate break on the other side with their informed Kayla White missing twice, and now the Bulls lead it. Pins on over to Betty Minunga. They have not tried a three-point shot. Longest we've gone in the game, I think, without that happening. Dulcie charges in and puts it up over Sanderlin, who is the other player who missed their most recent game and is their best defense with no Paige Bayless against Dulcie Fankamangiato. Folks, if that's what Dulcie looks like so far, that's a good sign, 11-4. to four. four for five from the floor at that time were the Bulls. They ended up seven for their first ten. Elisa Pinzon hits a three in there, and the Bulls are up by as many as six, but they started to miss a few, and on the other end, another transfer, Kiana Worthen, who was out of Fort Lauderdale, that school's all-time leading scorer, and who had come off a ten-point game her last time out, hits a couple of layups after a steal, Fast break points, and SMU closes the quarter strong. And after it looked like the Bulls would be comfortably in front, they're only up by two. And actually, Worthen scored at the buzzer, but right afterwards, there would have been a tie game. And so we go back to where we were, and that is Dulce Fankamangiadu, when it seemed like the Bulls were really going to be comfortably up at halftime. Things changed quickly. In fact, it was a revolting end to the first half. Bulls look to make it more than a 6-0 run. Nice bounce, Pat. Fast by Bazan. Dulcie cannot be handled. Cannot be handled. Give credit, I'll say this, to the Mustangs. They're not flopping. They're trying to hold their ground, but they're going to have to double-team her. She's got 16 points. 3.48 to go here in the first half. Bulls up 28-21. Pinzon gets stuck in the corner, gets it out to Chinecki, fakes the three, looks for a mid-range jumper. High, Archer knocks it down. Elena Chinecki, second hoop. And the Bulls really look outstanding on offense right now. They lead it by the count of 30 to 21, outscoring the Mustangs 12 to five here in the second quarter. Smith gets knocked off her path by Dulce, but gets it over to Wiggins, open three, knocks it down. Sydney Wiggins is actually decent defense by the Bulls. She drains it 30 to 24. She has an 0 and 12 game. She has a one for six game. She got shut out by East Carolina, but the Bulls are catching her at a hot time, unfortunately. 
Less than two minutes to go. Similar feel to the end of the first quarter when the Bulls had dominated and all of a sudden you look up and it's a two-point game. Same thing here. Wiggins pulls up for three, knocks it down. She's killing the Bulls right now. Sydney Wiggins only has nine points all on threes, but it feels more than that. And it's a one-point game. Chinecki looks for the immediate answer. Drives underneath the basket. I thought she should have laid it up, but kept on dribbling. So it's back out to Pinzon. 90 seconds to go in the half. Romejo wants to feed it to Dulce. Telegraph the pass. Sanderlin with the steal. And SMU ball with the lead. Wow, how quickly this 8-0 run has taken place. When you hit two threes in there, that's what can happen. Wiggins with three made threes, gets rid of it to Smith, and the Mustangs have the lead. What a job by Sydney Wiggins. Those two have worked together at Rice for three full seasons. 28 seconds left to go, 13 seconds difference between shot and the game. Chinecki stuck in the corner. That's a decent looking shot, but it falls short, and SMU gets the board. It can hold for one here. 13 seconds left. And SMU will have the lead at halftime. Not too long ago, the Bulls were up by nine. Smith far from the basket with five. I think she's just going to pull. There it is. Looks short. Nope, it's in. Wow. 15-2 run ends the quarter. And she was strutting around, and the players were off the bench, and it looked like they had won the game. I'm not saying from actuality. I'm saying the way they were reacting. And maybe that was to the Bulls' benefit just a little bit. The second half would not end as well for SMU. But first, let's get to the third quarter because obviously Dulce was the spark in the first half. It was her fellow starting post in an amazing start to the third. Now Dulce right around Sanderlin, but too much. Manunga pulls in and rebound, lays it in. That was close to rimming out, but Manunga gets the latest board for the Bulls. And on up to Bermejo, looks for a cutter. It's Manunga, good catch, good basket. Good find by Bermejo, and it's back down to four, 38-34. Manunga was over in the first half, but give her two baskets to go with seven rebounds. Bulls are out rebounding SMU. 23-12. She's definitely a talented basketball player. So is Betty Mononga. Boy, she is determined. Gets right to the hoop for her third make of the half. Gets it back down to 40-36. to Hermeo inside of Mononga. They can't stop her. Betty Mononga on another good look by Chrissy. Give her a second assist in a row. So the Bulls are scoring at will right now, but unfortunately they're not stopping SMU on the other hand. It's 8-8 in this quarter, 42-38. Right to the basket. Betty Mononga can't be stopped right now. And she pulls it to 42-20. to 40, 42-20 would be terrible. Now a chance to tie the score. They have not attempted a three, so they're gonna have to start making some threes. How about just get it to Betty Mononga instead? Almost traveled, found herself kind of in an awkward spot, but laid it up and in, and she is controlling this second half. She is six for six. And the game is tied at 44 apiece. Betty Menunga with 12 points in the third quarter. It's exactly how many she would score in the period. The Bulls were 8 for 11 from the floor in that third quarter. And most notably, SMU only hit the one three-pointer because Christina Bromejo was playing lockdown defense on Wiggins or whoever she guarded. Now on the other side, SMU started to double-team Fanka Mangiata to the Mustangs' credit, but the Bulls' defense really picked it up, and that was the most notable thing. Bermejo essentially in the spot in the lineup where Sidney Harvey would normally be. Sidney continues to struggle from the floor, and in this case, Jose Fernandez went with defense over offense, thinking, well, 
my two underneath players are getting enough offense. Maybe the guards with Pinzon and Chinicki can keep up the pace. Bermejo is simply not called upon to score that often. In fact, you look at her box score in this game, you have three players with double-doubles. Bermejo, one point, four rebounds, three assists. You think, well, that was just an average game. No, she was a huge factor in this one. In fact, she played all but one minute and 45 seconds of the second half. The Bulls only went with six players, three of them playing the entire fourth quarter when the Bulls, like I said, locked down SMU defensively and scored enough points. That's a big shot by Chinecki in rhythm. She only has eight points, but as we know, she's been heating up at the end of games lately. 30 and 26 in her last two, and it's tied at 52. Eight minutes to go in the fourth. Great one here so far. Now pins on to Dulce. Good defense by the Mustangs. Miss shot, but Betty pulls up and gets the rebound, grabbing her 10th board and putting in her 14th point. All her makes from the floor in this half, and the Bulls have a four-point lead for the first time in basically a half of play. Great when the other side misses a three, and the Bulls, who have been dominating the offensive glass and the glass in general, get the score. Janecki way out on Smith with 10 on the shot clock. Just put up that air ball, wants to drive in, and short irons it. Oh, the Bulls give it right back. That was an outlet pass, but what a block by Bonanga. Swats Bradley's shot. Now to Bradley, they want to feed Wilkinson, but Dulcie's out on her. High arms, now Wilkinson looks to drive underneath the basket. Tough shot, off the iron. Great defense by the Bulls. SMU has missed eight shots in a row. Bulls are just below 50%. Bulls up 56-52. Got to put them away here. Don't want to leave it down to the end as the Bulls kind of had in their last couple of games. Even though they've won them, this would be another earned, hard-earned win. Eight on the shot clock. Pinzon puts up a long three off balance, and that's off. But Benunga gets the offensive rebound. Why don't she just pass it out? She does. Betty Benunga with her 12th board equaling Dulce. Pinzon with 120 on the clock. Exchanges it with Mananga, flashes to the rim, but she's not there. That's a tough pass. Can Betty get it? Yes, she can, and she found it. She scores. That is a big look by Pinson, and it took a while. The Bulls are on their own little scoring drought of about two and a half minutes, but that is nothing compared to the drought on the other side. It's 58-52 with 1.14 to go. Seven minutes exactly since the SMU Mustangs have scored. And for a while, it looked like they couldn't miss. They had a 10 for 13 stretch. I talked about all the threes they made. Betty Mononga drains the free throw. And the Bulls up by seven. Jose Fernandez just said, get a stop. They've been doing that this entire second half, making these shots contested all the way around. Long three off the backboard, no good. Betty Menunga pulls the rebound with 50 seconds to go. SMU has to foul. Kayla White doesn't foul right away. Well, this is great. 23 seconds left, and White's not fouling in a six-point game? This is incredulous. Well, I guess SMU has said good job, Bulls, because they are going to let the last 30 seconds run out. We were all a little bit surprised by that, but nobody was complaining. 62-56, to 56, I mentioned the three double-doubles, two of the traditional variety with Venka Mengiadu, 19 points and 12 rebounds. She was 5 of 6 at the line. The rest of the team just 6 for 11. That's got to improve. But yeah, her offense is great. Betty Menunga 17-13 and 13 with all of those points coming in the second half. And then at the end of the game, as I was announcing the two double-doubles, I noticed, oh yeah, Elisa Pinzon, 10 assists with her 10 points. Atlanta Chinecki, 
made just enough key shots, was just 5 of 10 for the floor. Not often is there a game when she's third on the Bulls' chart as far as shot attempts. The two posts led the way there. And on the other side, their double-double leader, Savannah Wilkinson, no, 12 points and 6 rebounds. And 1 for 15 to end the game were the Mustangs. They shot 2 for 18 in that fourth quarter. Bulls nearly 50% as a team. Now, can they continue it on to Houston? Another team that they should be able to get inside. The Cougars are a guard-oriented offense who were rolling along in their season until they weren't. They are 9-10. and 10. They were 9-5 and five and put together an amazing quarter in the fourth, scoring 31 at UCF. Brittany Onyanjay, who was a former Knight, drilled four threes in that quarter, and this was some sort of crazy near-comeback victory. Now, they lost the game, but you figured they'd shake it off and be fine. They did not shake it off. Something that is definitely worth noting is the absence of Bria Patterson. She's their third leading scorer, also third on the team in rebounds, a starting player. They missed her presence for sure. We just mentioned Brittany Onyanjay. She did not play in the last game either. That was a loss to Memphis. So if those two are still out, you'd figure the Bulls have a big-time advantage. If they return, well, then Houston's probably going to feel a lot of confidence. They started off the season kind of alternating wins and losses based on the opponent. One of the common opponents is Texas Arlington, one of the teams that beat the Bulls, beat Houston as well. They would score a victory against Arizona State out in an event in Las Vegas, then turn around and lost to a good Fordham team. Played Baylor reasonably respectable, lost 74-58. Layla Blair, who is their leading scorer, 28 points on six threes. Now that's going to be the key. If they're hitting their threes, they are going to be feeling confident. They beat Florida State. Earlier this year, huge win in Tallahassee with 13 three-pointers. But that part of the game has vanished in their five-game losing streak. After that loss to UCF, they could be by Temple, Tulane, Cincinnati by 15, then at Memphis. And again, Bria Patterson has been out of the action for all of these games. And if you look at their three-point shooting numbers, it's actually similar to the Bulls, but the Bulls have been able to win in other ways. Houston does not have that capacity to win in other ways. That Lost to UCF. Houston was 10 for 26 on threes. The Knights were 1 for 9. Then Houston at Temple, 1 for 13. Against Tulane, 4 for 18. Against Cincinnati, 3 for 27. You see what I'm talking about. And then against Memphis, they go 2 for 2 in the first quarter. They don't hit another one. So that's what's failing the Houston Cougars right now, their inability to do what they normally do, which is hit three-point shots. And you look at the Bulls early in the season, they were hitting eight, nine threes a game with regularity. Then starting in conference play, boy, has that taken a downturn. Get this, in 11 of their 14 non-conference games, the Bulls hit at least 30% on threes. Now, some games much better than that. They have not gotten to that number yet in conference play. The best was 26.1%, 6 for 23 in the first game against Cincinnati. They were just 1-for-7 against SMU. So look out if that starts to come back. Meanwhile, the Bulls are still 5-1 and one in conference. So going from a team that had been on a five-game winning streak to a team that's on a five-game losing streak will be on the air at 345. Bulls at Houston in the Fertitta Center, a lovely building, by the way. So is Coke Arena. That's where Wichita plays, and now we know that we're going there a day later. Why? Because the game that was supposed to be played January 9th at Yingling Center at home against Wichita State has been rescheduled for Tuesday, February the 22nd at the Yingling Center. The next day was supposed to be their road game at Wichita. Basically, they're going to move that back a day. So there's two games in three days now between the same two teams. The Bulls will host Wichita 
Tuesday, the 22nd of February, and then the 24th they'll be in Wichita, which leaves one game that has been postponed yet to be made up. That's against the Memphis Tigers. Tampa Bay's home for hoops is right here. Shakes her defender. Lefty lap is good. Wide open three. Let's apply. Good. Hager. Catch all the South Florida men's and women's basketball play-by-play on USF Bulls Unlimited. 